0: I'm Kaylee, I'm Jessica, and I'm Abigail, and welcome back to another episode of Science Weekly. This week, we are talking about bodies donated to science.
1: Before, you know, coming up with this topic for this week's episode, I knew a little bit about donating bodies to science. Did you guys know anything about it? Not really, honestly. Honestly. I've heard of it, but not much
2: information, honestly.
1: Yeah, I like knew broadly what it was, but I didn't know in depth stuff. Um, But something that I learned, obviously, it's people after they die or before they die, they make a plan to donate their body to some kind of scientific venture. And something that I learned about it was that how much it helps professionals and aspiring professionals like in the medical field understand the human body and anatomy with that firsthand experience by able, by being able to, you know, see these human bodies. And it also introduces the normalcy of death to them because, you know, working in the medical field, you see people die all the time. And you just want to make sure that not like to desensitize it, but just to normalize it. And then also um, there's this TikTok account that I follow. It's at the Institute of Human Anatomy. And this is kind of where my background knowledge came in. Um, They have a ton of different human cadavers there, and they just make educational videos about it.
0: I really like what you said about how it can be used for studies. I think that is so cool and a great way to kind of get that firsthand experience for med students. Um, What I learned when doing my initial research was that donating bodies to science is completely different from just donating organs. And I knew that you could donate organs, but not really about, you know, donating the whole body. And I found out that the option was given to people before they die, or actually to their families after they die, if they didn't get that option. And then they get to fill out the paperwork and pick the specific places that they'd allow their body to be used.
2: Uh, When I was doing my research, I kind of learned similar things to Abigail. I was um, reading about how people who die of a certain disease normally donate their body to research in that disease, which I thought was kind of cool because I didn't know that, but I think it's, I obviously didn't know much about this topic, but I think after my research, it's kind of cool to see how um, widespread it is.
1: I learned from my research, um, well, I was kind of questioning, you know, what happens to the bodies when they are donated? Like, do they have a funeral or do the families see the body of their family member before it gets shipped off? And I learned from one of my articles that I uh, read on, um, that they can have a funeral service and instead of having the bodies cremated like turned to ash it's um, gone it's gone through like an embalment and even after the research is done families can actually have the bodies back if it's some kind of you know religious thing or they just want to be closer to their family or maybe cremate them after this experimentation or research is done um, so I thought that was really cool.
0: That is really cool. I feel like it's definitely important that the families do have that option and not the body just being gone forever. When I was doing my research, I wanted to know some of like the positive aspects of being able to donate your body. And in one of the sources that I found, which was an article written by Sydney Stevens on treehugger.com, she talked about the positive encouragements for donating bodies to science and how the bodies can be used for the medical students, like you said earlier. And it was also stated that people of all ages who die are eligible to donate. And the source also talked about, like, if the person didn't want their body to end up in a museum or something like that, then it would be made sure that this didn't happen. And they would kind of have control, even though they were dead, about, like, what happened to their body and their remains.
2: I also read a similar article um, to you, Kaylee. And I think um, what I read was that a lot of people donate these bodies, like, as kind of a charitable charitable acts like use for medical science, which we talked about. And I think one thing that stood out to me when I was researching was um, the history of it and how like religious beliefs in other countries like play a big factor in whether or not people actually donate the bodies. And I think it's different for every country, which I personally did not know. And I think um, a big thing is, is that also plays into the ethics part, which we're going to talk about now.
1: Going on about the ethics, the first thing I learned about this is the good side of it um, and how it's an ethical practice for the most part. Um, This kind of goes along with what Kaylee was mentioning before in our previous topic um, of how the person really gets to choose. um, They have confidentiality of how their body is being used. Their information and their name is never disclosed to researchers unless it's really needed. And the families and the person before they die sign a confidentiality document. And um, along with this really good p- aspect of bodies donated to science, I also learned about some of the downsides of it, some of the unethical concerns about it. Um, there was one article that I read that was from NBC from the reporter, Alicia Stett- Fieldstat. Um, she reported on this FBI raid at a biological resource center in Phoenix, Arizona. And there were bodies and loose limbs that were just thrown about, stacked in piles. They were unidentified, unmarked. And um, these people believed that their bodies were gonna be donated for research for diseases. And um, they found the actual use for the body parts, they were being sold internationally. And this was in 2007. Um, And actually this year, the case was finally closed. There were 33 families that sued the CEO Um, And they had 12 months in jail, four years on probation. And it's just crazy to see how, even though this is pretty ethically, um, I would say it is pretty ethical. There are situations that this can go like the farthest possibility south. So in terms of
0: kind of ethical concerns, what the research that I found is kind of the opposite of what I said in the last segment about how people are given the choice to kind of what they want done with their body. And I found an article by Carly Casella on sciencealert.com called An Elderly Woman's Body Was Donated to Science Then Her Son Found Out the Truth. And this source kind of shows the harsh reality of something that was discovered in 2016. Her son had donated her body, an elderly woman who was 74, to scientific research because she had dementia and he wanted to kind of help with, like... Alzheimer's research and he discovered in 2016 that quote more than 20 dead bodies donated to the BRC were sold and used in military blast experiments and this kind of shows kind of like what Abigail is saying that the process isn't always very ethical and there probably needs to be more like specific things signed and shown that like the bodies won't be used where they're not wanted to be used.
2: I read a couple articles similar to both of you guys and um Abigail, I also read about another FBI raid in Arizona that happened um, later, and this one was kind of um, different from yours, but it it kind of follows the same guidelines. It was mostly without consent, like bodies were being tested, and I know Kaylee talks about this, but they were being tested on explosives without their permission, without their consent, which obviously goes against, um, that's a big problem in the ethics, but the other article I read was um, by this girl named Rosina Sini, and she talks about how body donation is unregulated in a lot of places, and so there's no national register to track, like, how many bodies are donated each year, and she talks about this um, act called the Uniform Anatomical Gift Act, which regulates, um, who revokes an anatomical gift, but it doesn't address consent issues, which is a big problem, especially with religious beliefs, but she says um, that current regulations are not sufficient to protect donors and those working in medical science, which affects the medical schools across the country because these people rely on these donations and if it's not regulated, then it becomes a big problem. And we wanted to talk more about how these ethical concerns um, and the seriousness of it and how it could prevent further body donations in science.
1: I think we've kind of highlighted throughout the podcast how medical professionals and aspiring medical professionals really need um, these donated bodies in order to do their jobs sufficiently. So I think that, you know, even though there are ethical concerns, I don't think it's enough to stop the practice of it. I think um, what Jessica was uh, talking about earlier was really, really eye opening. I didn't know about that, how it was unregulated. There was no database. And I think that's something that really needs to be implemented because even though most of the people are volunteering themselves or their families volunteering their bodies after they die, um, you know, since it's unregulated, you don't know for sure if that's really what's going on. So I think the government needs to implement, implement some kind of um, database for that.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with what Abigail is saying. I think there needs to be more regulations and acts passed by specific companies so that you know exactly who you're donating to. And so, like, you can track it back to that specific company and see exactly where the body's being put to use, and it's not somewhere you definitely didn't want it to be in the first place.
2: I agree with you guys. I think it's, um, even though the ethical concerns are a big problem, I think it shouldn't stop the practice of it because I think that it can be very useful to like help treat diseases and expand medical stopping that would just set us back from um you know this new technology that we're um coming up with. But I think regulations definitely need to be put in place in order to fix some of the ethical concerns and consent issues. And I think it needs to protect the consumers and the donors. And I think Um, allowing the government and CEC to put in these regulations will not only continue the process, but reduce those ethical concerns.
1: Um, Along with what you were saying, Jessica and Kaylee, too, about how the government needs to pass acts and also these companies, I think that another thing that the government could do, um, especially with the Arizona uh, fake research company, I think that they should screen the companies that are having these bodies donated just to make sure that nothing shady is going on.
2: And we just wanted to touch in our last couple minutes about um, our, its connection to this book we read, Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. So we're going to talk about how the connect, it connects to that.
1: We read uh, Frankenstein by Mary Shelley and going, I connected it back to the Arizona raid and one of the FBI agents said this quote, I observed a large to- torso with the head removed and replaced with a smaller head sewn together in a Frankenstein manner. So obviously he directly stated like correlated to frankenstein because that's what was going on in that fake uh research facility and not besides that just you know that direct connection of how the body was kind of thrown together um with frankenstein um there was another quote from the book itself that I found, I will pioneer a new way, explore unknown powers and unfold the world, the deepest mysteries of creation. And that was said by Victor Frankenstein. And I think just like the book, some of these, uh, the the scientific research for this can be taken too far to the point where, you know, this scientific research and Victor's perspective, it was so extreme, his want for scientific discovery and glory that it pushed him over the edge and it seems like people that also are vain and want money like this um, can mask themselves as this disease center so they're driven by money and they're not actually driven by scientific purpose.
0: Yeah I definitely agree that Victor Frankenstein's intense passion really connects to the topic that we have at hand since it is kind of the same scientific field and Frankenstein connects to the history of our topic in grave robbing and people wanting to study bodies so bad, but not like having that ethical way to go about it and robbing those graves and like taking body parts. And that's kind of what Victor was doing at the beginning of his journey in the novel because he was trying to make this monster out of nothing.
2: As I was reading Frankenstein, I definitely thought it was similar to these articles. And um, personally, one of my articles being about Science Care Incorporated in Phoenix and how they wanted to maximize their profits um, by donating these and in doing so, they hurt the medical schools across the country. I think it's really similar to in Frankenstein. Victor was so eager to kind of create something out of nothing and he was being selfish to achieve this like goal of creating new life that he didn't even realize like the consequences or the aftermath of what that could bring. And I think those both relate because sometimes what drives people blinds them from the actual consequences that could come from what they're doing. And both um, the Phoenix Incorporation wanting to maximize their profits and both Frankenstein wanting to create new life. They didn't even realize the consequences of what they were doing. So that concludes our podcast episode today about body donations to science. We hope you enjoyed and for our next topic, we are going to be talking about marsupials of the world. So join next week to hear all about that.